Hello, amazing parents, and welcome to Parenting with Psychology. I'm Dr. Lindsay Emerson. I'm a clinical psychologist, parenting coach, and mother of four, and I'm here to teach you actionable psychology-based parenting tools from my 5Cs Parenting Framework to help you master any parenting situation. Thanks for joining me today. At Parenting with Psychology, we believe amazing parenting means becoming intentional in your parenting and proactive in learning skills to help you parent more effectively in a way that best fits your unique parent-child dynamic. Before we dive into today's tips, let's take a moment to add a positive spin to our parenting and think about a time when you utilized your parenting toolbox to have a win with your family this week. I'll share one of mine with you. The other day, my eight-year-old asked how long it would be until dinner was ready. He then thought about my response and stated that he was going to start prepping his own dinner. This was actually amazing to hear because as our children have gotten older, our protocols around dinner time have changed. Now, if they find that they're not excited about the meal that I'm planning to make, which I write up on a whiteboard every day so everybody knows the plan in advance, they may choose to make their own meal as long as one, it's ready in time to sit down as a family, and two, they do their own cleanup so there aren't more dishes for mom and dad. The fact that he asked the question meant he was really thinking through the timing of the evening and developing excellent time management and planning skills, which will benefit him in many ways throughout his life. This is just one small example of how the procedures we establish in our children's daily routine can help the day run more smoothly and teach important life skills. So it was an amazing parenting moment. Okay, now let's move on to today's parenting tips. This episode is titled, Is Your Child's Room Conducive with Sleep? What does your child's bedroom look like? How much furniture is in it? Are there toys in it? Are those toys hidden or easily accessible? How many stuffed animals are on their bed? Today's episode is part two of my sleep hygiene series focused on bedroom environment, following up on a recent episode about bedtime routines. You can find Master Your Child's Bedtime Routine at parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash six. Sleep hygiene falls under the consistency category in my five C's parenting framework. So you've completed your child's bedtime routine and gone to tuck your munchkin in, but is there room a place where your young child could easily fall asleep? Getting children to sleep well is very high on my list of parenting priorities, so I design their whole room around sleep. When my little ones move from a crib to a bed, they are basically just enlarging their nearly empty rectangular sleeping space. When we just had one child, his bedroom consisted of a mattress on the floor, why have a bed frame that makes for a falling hazard in his room, a blanket, a stuffed animal, and a dresser with just clothes in it. That was literally all that was in his room. So how did the transition from crib to bed go? Seamlessly. Young children don't need mobiles. They don't need elaborately decorated walls or countless glow-in-the-dark stickers on the ceiling. They need a nice place to rest. I once saw a well-known psychologist specializing in couples and sexual relationships speak at a conference, and he said, bedrooms are for sex and sleeping. You can keep that in mind when considering your own bedroom environment, but for the kids, that translates to bedrooms are for sleeping. So all you need to do is set them up with a space that is conducive to sleep. Now that we have three boys sharing a room, it looks a bit like a gypsy den with mattresses spread all over the floor, but the only other furniture in their room is one nightstand to hold a lamp and an alarm clock. So they can jump around their room during the day with less risk of hurting themselves on excess furniture. And when bedtime comes, that room cries out for sleep. 
Hey, amazing parents, when was the last time you got a full night's sleep? Sleep is essential to physical health and emotional well-being. As adorable as babies are, they can really do a number on you during those first few months of endless sleep disruption. Often they've got things figured out by six months, but if you have a healthy infant or toddler at least six months of age who is not yet sleeping through the night and you are motivated to teach them how, check out my masterclass on sleep training. In this solution-focused class, you'll learn my step-by-step approach to sleep training infants and toddlers. You'll learn the rationale behind my sleep training program so you can feel prepared and committed to the protocol for sleep training success. It's packed with essential psychology-based parenting tools in a very manageable 75-minute class. Getting a full night's sleep is priceless, but the masterclass to get you there only costs $75. Learn more at parentingwithpsychology.com slash sleep. Let's get you and your baby a full night's sleep. Suppose you have a smaller living space and must store some of your child's toys or other gear in their bedroom. In that case, you can adapt this principle by keeping toys tucked away in the closet, under the bed, in storage bins with lids, or anything that makes it clear that once cleanup is completed, the toys stay away until the morning. As your child gets older, they'll start to request having more of their belongings in their room and be able to have more decorations on their walls. At what age? There's a vast discrepancy in when your child will be ready for a more ornate room, probably between three and five. You know your child better than anyone, so you'll get a feel for when they've got the bedtime routine down so well that they won't even be tempted to touch that T-Rex sitting on a nearby shelf at tuck-in time. Then you allow things to enter the bedroom bit by bit over time to test the waters, gently guiding your munchkins along the path to independence. Take a minute to think about what your child's bedroom looks like and how that's working for your family. For example, are bedtimes a snap or are there frequent distractions by tempting toys or delays by toys left out? Do you have a separate play area where some belongings can live to keep that bedroom focused on sleep? Or can you improve the storage system to make cleaning up toys in the bedroom easier and clearly signal when they've been put away for the night? What can you do to set your child up for a successful night's sleep? Sleep hygiene falls under the consistency category of my 5C's parenting framework. To find more episodes in this category, use the category search menu at parentingwithpsychology.com slash blog slash 11, where you'll find show notes for today's episode. Oh, and if you have an infant or toddler who is not yet sleeping through the night, be sure to check out my step-by-step sleep training process detailed in my masterclass, Sleep Training, which you can find at parentingwithpsychology.com slash sleep. You'll learn everything you need to know to get your child sleeping through the night. Plus, you can find a few essential products to help your sleep training experience go more smoothly on my Treasures Sleep Training page at parentingwithpsychology.com slash treasures. Okay, amazing parents, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks for being here, everyone. Join me next week to learn how to teach your child to make good choices using my ultimate favorite countdown approach called 3-2 Thank You. Until then, keep up the good work on your amazing parenting journey. You can follow Parenting with Psychology and sign up to receive my weekly newsletter at parentingwithpsychology.com tips to be sure you don't miss any of my new tips. My weekly tips are available to read on my website, to listen to on your favorite podcast player, or to watch on YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me more regularly and join the Parenting with Psychology community, follow Parenting with Psychology on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. 
It would mean the world to me if you would take a moment to rate and review this episode to help it become more visible to other parents. Finally, a quick legal disclaimer. Please note that the advice provided in this episode is different than therapy and does not serve as a substitute for professional psychological treatment or other types of professional advice or intervention. If you or your child have concerns or need further parenting or personal support, please contact a physician or other qualified local health professional. See you next week, amazing parents.